Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. go boy you're starting off fast on this one i wasn't even ready to the board game snobs podcast this is the pod seems like we should like come in hard on this one it's hard to it's hard to come in hot and heavy when you're not in the same room yeah it's a whole different feel it's a whole you can't see my face i can't see yours i can see your face through skype but I mean, it's not helpful. I can't feel your energy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you can see. I can't see your face, though. Well, I can't help it. But either way, it's low. Well, it is. A, it's a whole different ball. Low game. energy. Low energy. It's a low. <laughs> it's a low energy podcast. We'll come at you NPR style this t- episode. This is the late night episode. You should release this like at midnight. You've got a nice vocal fry going on. I'm. I've got the fries turned up to eleven. It's Matthew McConaughey. He's got a serious vocal fry. Does he? I never. Y'all never did define what a fry is. Well, when y'all, we were talking about that, it's the whole where your voice. You berated me when I asked. <laughs> your voice is so relaxed. You just end up talking like this, which is Matthew McConaughey through and through. I don't know if that's exactly what it is. I'd never heard that term until. That's what. Speech language therapist Tyler I Young know. said. And he I he didn't say that. He, he just said it was a vocal fry, and then you started saying that's what it is. He never defined it. He did. He did an example. And then when I imitated Kim Kardashian, he said exactly. So, but those Valley girls all don't have vocal fries. I don't know. It's a whole. I don't know. I don't uh, like any of okay. it. Okay. Well, let's just, just, just. This is what happens just, when we have controversial <laughs> guests on. I don't like it. We got to stop having experts on, come on our show. No. Who needs experts? We need to stick with the bums we get off the street like Dan Hughes and. Let's get those guys to come on. It's more fun just to guess about things anyway. What's vocal fries? I don't know. I like to assume. I know everybody is against assumptions, but I love assumptions. I think assumptions, I like jumping to conclusions, assumptions, and reinforcing my own thoughts, my own cognitive dissidence. That's the way to be. I don't know why everybody's against that. This is my thing. Okay, so there's the there's a difference between assu- assuming and presuming, right? So is there? I often call you presumptuous. Is there such a thing as being assumptuous? I know I'm sumptuous. <laughs> you are sumptuous, but I mean, if you're presumptuous, if there's presumption and assumption, presume, assume, and the presume is you make a conclusion, you jump to a conclusion based on previous knowledge. Assume is like you just kind of pull it out of thin air. Thus, the terminology. Here's the deal. I got stuff spread across my desk, so I'm literally holding the mic with my left hand, and I got a gin and tonic in my right hand. So I can't reach the keyboard to Google the definitions of anything. So I am going to be assuming this entire podcast. So I'm going to say 
that. Why are you holding the microphone? Didn't I give you a stand? Yeah, I'm holding the stand that's holding the mic. <laughs> what is- okay. I have nowhere to put it down. I I, I have nowhere to, to place the stand for it to rest because I'm- You need to get, uh, get your life together, Jerry. I'm moving, all right? So I've got things happening, so I'm busy. Assume versus presume. Although presume and assume both mean to take something as true, presume implies more confidence or evidence back to reasoning. And assumption suggests there is little evidence supporting your guess. So a presumption is better than an assumption. Thus the old joke about assume. Which I assume all the time. I don't think that saying holds up, in my opinion. It does. Well, that's your assumption. When you when you jump to conclusions, that's what happens. I don't jump to conclusions. I think about things, and then I come to a conclusion. I don't like that you try to make it sound like I just haphazardly come to conclusions. No, I think deeply about things, and then I conclude on them. Okay, well then you... You had some email from some listener calling me out saying that I never say something oh, yeah. about me never... Speaking of which... Me never being speaking wrong. Speaking of which, Daniel Holden... Now let me tell you something. Read the email and I'll... I'll... I will, I will. And uh, I, I'm going... Okay, first I'll read the email. What's the, the, what's the thing at the top in big bold letters? The content of the email? The subject. What is that called? Subject! <laughs> The subject of the email is <sighs> sigh. I love the show. I love both of you guys as host slash co-star. Notice he put me first. I love the content. However, it is genuinely mentally exhausting to have Jerry never admit he's wrong or that his thoughts are subjective and not objective as he always portrays it and when he makes a statement and is proven wrong later for instance western legends he will state that he didn't make that statement or that it's your fault for not understanding it he proceeds to say uh, so as to lighten the the load of his words i actually relate to jerry a lot i've never been tested but a lot of the symptoms of being neurodivergent that he talks about apply to me so i understand that it's just how he is and if he never changes that's fine you'll never hear from me about this again just needed to get it off my chest so the reason he wrote this is in parentheses his parenthetical statement i don't get to say that a whole lot i use bgg every day i'm used to it now but it is not user-friendly Took me a while to get used to, and you can find many people saying the same. So that's Dan, the board game man, holding. So we had a discussion about BGG not being user-friendly, and you said it was. You missed the last part where it says... Which part? Always humble thoughts from a Kiwi. So he's from New Zealand. So that right there should just... <laughs> I, I just, just I want that... Completely discounted? Yeah, yeah, so here's why. <laughs> so everybody, No thoughts from the Kiwi. Well, no, I'm just saying... I'm not everybody who knows me knows I'm not big in New Zealand. There's a there's a strong anti-Jerry movement in that area. Don't know why I'm big in Australia. But the Kiwis, they don't like me. <laughs> so right there, Dan is biased. And even still, just him saying that in his opinion it's not user friendly, that doesn't prove anything. It's subjective. He's giving his own subjective exactly. thoughts. As is yours. But now, now, but I did respond with a, uh, uh, an email 
about a discussion we actually had on this subject. And I know you remember because you have a sharp mind. I do. About a discussion you had with your wife and in regards to you and her and also me about the fact that when you think you're right, you think you're right. And even when you're proven wrong, you don't give these, you just immediately switch to when someone proves something that is the other way and you acknowledge it and you're like, oh yeah, so now I'm on this side. And you're like, I'm still right because I suddenly switched sides and now I'm still right in my own mind. But you never actually say the words, I was wrong. Yes, I am the Benedict Arnold of thought processes. So as, <laughs> as soon as I figure out, oh, dear God, I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> I just immediately take off one uniform, put on the other, and then I just act like. I've, I was always I was, here. <laughs> I was here the whole time. I adopt your viewpoint. I've always thought BGG was not user-friendly. I, I, I guarantee if you wait a few weeks after I get done messing with BGG more, there'll probably be an episode where I'm ranting about how horrible the interface is. <laughs> and when you try to bring it up to shame me about how I said it was user-friendly, I'll be like, well, I'm on your side now. Why are you bringing this up? Why, why are you angry? And that's what your wife was saying is that it's frustrating when like, you don't acknowledge it. I'm like, but you are wrong. And you're like, but now I'm right. But I know, but you were wrong. I know, but here's the thing. it's I know it's difficult for closed-minded people to understand how open-minded I truly See, there am. there you go. <laughs> and so, <laughs> when I'm able to, to comprehend people's arguments and consider them, I switch my viewpoint because I am that type of person. I am open to discussion and to debate. And of course, there are times where I have obtained erroneous information and my viewpoints change. And thus, I, I'm thought fluid. I change with them. My standpoints are very strong. But still, still, the words, I was wrong. Have you ever uttered those words in your life? Yes, all the time. All the time. Not to me. I do too, all the time. You know that for a fact. False. Yes. You just False. don't. You, the thing is, though, is the perception of it. People have a, 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 a very poor perception of how I am portrayed just simply because I do switch sides a lot. And because I don't grovel and make some long-winded statements and you're, apologies you're, about statements I made apologies. previously, it should no, be. That's called humi it's called humility. No, 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 well, no, no. Okay, riddle me this: How is it not a sign of humility that I am willing to completely switch sides and then be defending? Or attacking on the person that I was just defending and attacking. <laughs> it's implied by that that not, I'm wrong. That's, that's not how it works for the the what, neurotypical. That's not how it works. Well, well I, I'm sorry that that's not we, how You it know works. what it is? And you know, and that may be the fault of the neuro. You know what? Why am I going to apologize? Uh, see, yes, I should just be glad that, yeah, yes, I like you that part. I, I like that part where you said fault. It was your fault. That stood out oh, to yeah, me. I bet you did. I don't know what was your fault, but I'm sure it was. You don't even understand those that terminology. Dan Holding. Uh, I just don't even know what to say. First off, I have admitted when I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure somewhere. I, I can't go back through our mm. huge catalog, 
but I'm sure there's something that I've admitted. Maybe maybe Brandon has logged it somewhere. I bet he has. And also, let me see here. Da, 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 da. Like the especially with the whole Western Legends things. Okay, Never. I will N- I will die once. on that hill until somebody comes exactly. along. Exactly. You die you die on all the hills. Your body is strewn across all the hills that you've died but on. But the fact is is that the actual <laughs> and I don't want to relitigate this. <laughs> but the statements that I made were true and were not at the same time definitive. If that makes any sense. I've been watching a lot of lawyer, lawyer, a lot of court cases here lately. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit to something. Of course, right now, the world is gripped by the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. I've been watching way too much of it. And of course, I've watched zero of it and do not care. Well, there's clips of it online that you can watch on YouTube. And it's very fascinating because, you know, not only is there relationship, which is awful, to be put on display for the world, which I just find just horrendous, but yet I can't turn away from this car wreck. The entirety of the world has now turned and has now joined Johnny Depp's side, where See, previously I, I hear, they, were, they were all pro-Amber Heard. I still hear two sides. I hear that he is such an abuser that this is part of his abuse is rubbing her face in it. Uh no. I don't know who I don't know where you're hearing that. Twitter. No. Where else? Oh, Twitter. Else? Oh, play. Oh, first off, thanks Elon but for letting me back that's, on. That's the thing is yeah, you got one side that is saying that and then the other side of course, you know, Johnny's been right the whole time. Hashtag Johnny Vindicated or whatever. I don't care. Well, here's the thing. The world does care. Everybody else does care. And everybody else is pro Johnny Depp. So because of this, knowing this, I like to be devil's advocate. So I've been going into work and been bringing up the court case, which is being watched by everybody at the office. And they're all pro Johnny Depp. Everybody all of a sudden has watched Pirates of the Caribbean and Edward Scissorhands eight times. So I just come in and start talking about the case. And then I just act like everybody should just understand that Amber Heard is is in the right. And so I'm always spouting off my pro Amber Heard propaganda and making everybody mad. And so I am trolling everybody and we'll troll everybody up until the court case is finally settled. And then at the very last, without notice, rapidly join the Johnny Depp side <laughs> and pretend as if until I've then, always been until on his then side. You're gonna be, you're, until then, you're going to be hashtag Amber will be heard. Exactly. Like, pretty much, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, that, that, those feces in the bed how do we know those weren't the chihuahuas like they should call eric and have eric gonzalez be on the stand <laughs> if he could testify if those chihuahuas were possible of defecating to that amount they may be i i have seen many a chihuahua defecation no breathing you never know so that's that's an integral part of the court case is johnny depp describing this event where he was sent a photograph of some sort of excrement on his side of the bed, which is an interesting thing as well, that married couples have a side of the bed. I have the side of the bed. What side of the bed is you, Gabby? What side do you sleep on? It flip-flops according to the positioning of the bed when Gina rearranges the room. Generally, I'm on the 
um, I don't, how would you say it? If Gina's asleep, facing the ceiling, <laughs> what does she, I, wait? Wait a minute. Where? I'm, where, 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 where I'm to the left. Uh, okay, so like the the the, well, the bed. Well, it's kind of hard to say the left side of the bed because which side's the left? If I'm looking at the bed, if I'm laying in the bed. Yeah, yeah. If you're standing at the at the foot of the bed, looking at the head of the bed, are you on the left side or the right side? If I'm standing at the foot, looking looking at the head. I'm I, I sleep on the right hand side. So if Gina is sleeping like a corpse facing the ceiling, I'm on her left hand side. Sleeping like a corpse. But previously, and she does sleep like a corpse. She literally lays her hands across her chest and does not move all night long. It's super weird. Meanwhile, I'm over there rotating in the sheets, wrapping myself up like a mummy because I flip flop tremendously throughout the night because one side uh, the side of me that's on the mattress the longest heats up at insane speeds like i'm just constantly hot they need to make a mattress that is like a cooling ma- like it has cold water flowing through it or something i'm sure it's out there they call that a water bed yeah but they don't really make those anymore yeah they do surely they do i don't look forward to bgg a water bed still a thing yeah i thought that was like an 80s and 70s thing mom and dad used to have one and i used to love it except for the fact that if you have a larger person on one side you will fall against the wall on the other side and just be crammed against the mattress I'll tell of the you wall. What, yes if you if you are if you are under 200 and your significant <laughs> You're be downhill yes, your significant other is above 250 and that person <laughs> likes to thrash about quite frequently that's basically the perfect storm that's what that show was based on yeah water beds were i mean the the you think they're soft and comfortable but i mean they they present lots of issues I, although now then they introduced baffled water bedding you remember that yes and that baffled me they are almost professional level comedians <laughs> and it supposedly fixed the problem but it, it did not it doesn't uh, now it's everything's tempurpedic or whatever that memory foam Ugh. which memory foam don't work either because i've there's one side of my mattress that is much more indented than the other side of my mattress. Mm. And again, that may be a weight issue. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. That's why, because you have caused so much trauma to your mattress that it has PTSD. <laughs> get, get over it. <laughs> it's been the mattress that knew too much. You need to forget. Oh, I'm not looking forward to BGG being in the hotel room because every time... I mean, like, it is true. You you sleep as close as you can to the air conditioner, and you thrash about to such a degree and make so much noise, and you have to have your ASMR stuff on and your fan and your white noise. I really I'm, worry I'm about you. very high maintenance yeah. when it comes to my sleep. I take a trazodone, I drink me a scotch, and I'm good. That's it. I well, fall good. asleep. Then you won't hear my snoring. I know. Yeah. Although I only tend to, I only, Gina says I tend to snore worse when I've been drinking whiskey. Mm. So if I, if I can stop drinking whiskey a good many hours before we go to bed at BGG, then I shouldn't snore as bad. You're clean and sober now for like three weeks, haven't you? Because of your weight loss initiative. <laughs> uh, please don't 
make it sound like I do indeed have a problem. Uh, yeah, I was trying not to drink just b- for the weight loss purposes. Uh, but yeah, I made it. I, I made it. I made it like two and a half weeks, and then we had a gathering, and then I got on the scale after the gathering, got depressed. Blah blah blah. You can hear about that on Well-rounded Gamers. I, I was going to bring that up. Uh, number one, the the well well rounded gamers is a name i can't well not whale whale Well rounded whale rounded gamers i'm big as a whale but it's whale as in whale is a great podcast simply because it's three overweight middle-aged men talking about their weight loss journey that luke Pryor, he keeps posting on the facebook group his workouts and I have no reason to be watching those, but I'm watching those. And they're mesmerizing. You're riveted. I am riveted. <laughs> mesmerizing. I don't know why I find them fascinating. I think it's because I, I, I feel like it's one of those things is like from a year from now, I, I, he, he's going to like post some before and after picture. Like that's the thing is that when you see somebody every day, you don't really notice the changes. But then, you know, you have these pictures where someone's like, oh, a year later, six months later, they look completely different. Uh, that that's always shocks me. And I think that having some accountability and some people to actually motivate you and keep track, this Facebook group and the podcast, y'all are only doing it every two weeks, aren't you? Yeah. Well, and that was the thing. Like today, Dan did not want to do it. And I said, I don't care because I've been sucking. The, uh, what was funny was like the last podcast we did, I was super motivated. Mm. And that was right before I came to a crashing uh, I came crashing down. So I was like, I mean, I've been sucking. I'm back at square one, but we started the podcast to inspire, not inspire. That's kind of a bold term to, I guess, to kind of keep you going, keep you on your toes, talk about it, talk about our feelings about being large fat men. So, uh, and I did, I did enjoy it. And I'm, 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 I tried to look up like psychology things about how to make yourself do stuff and uh, do things that you don't want to do, like go for a walk, even when you're not motivated and blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of, that's the podcast. Well, I'm glad that y'all are doing it. Because like I said, having that accountability, motivating you, and it's also helpful to others who are trying to lose weight or even start some other useful habits. And I think that's important. And I think it's, I'm glad that y'all are, consistently having the podcast because even though i know y'all are going to backslide and have issues and probably not luke he seems like he's really he's locked in oh he's yeah he's locked in he's lifting weights and getting stronger every day and dan's been doing good too i'm the only one that's backslid so far yeah well well, i'm the failure of the group well dan has a medal from from like they gave him a medal for being a nurse and I think that kind of, uh, you know, he's a hero. He's a hero. And as a as a hero myself, it's very easy to get complacent and to rely on your own, you know, your your own accomplishments and just the from, from one hero to the other, right? And so I, I I look for Dan to really turn the corner and to get back on, get back on track. Luke Pryor is going to be, uh, he, yeah, he he he's going to be buff. He he he's going to do. I've recently been watching Parks and Recreation from season one, and the whole uh, Chris, uh, what's his name? Pratt. Chris Pratt. Luke Pryor's Andy Dwyer. Luke Pryor is the Chris Pratt of board gaming. 
give him a few more years, he's going to be so buff and have abs, and he's going to be on the uh, Jurassic. Well, Jurassic World's already ending. If they were going to remake the remake of Jurassic Park, there you go. There's your lead, Luke Pryor. Real quick, another email. We had several emails that you asked for, and then we never get around to reading them. Well, read them. But this is Rolf Heckler. R-O-L-F. Rolf. I can't roll my R's. I was going to ask Tyler, why can't I roll my R's? I don't know. You got you to gotta limber up your tongue. I've tried. Tongue-nastics. Tongue, tongue That's what you need to go. The tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tongue, the teeth, the tip of the tip of the something. Rolf Hackler, his top 10 games. Number 10, Dinosaur Island. Okay. Number nine, Viticulture. That's okay, too. Number eight, Zulkin. I have respect for that. Zulkin is tough. Zulkin it, is it tough. It hurts my brain. I, li- I don't like how it's spelled with a T. It's it's misleading. It's silent. Zulkin. You would think there's no T. It's a low T. Silent T. That's the T. That's the T guys that make that. Same as Teotihuacan and all that stuff, right? Correct. I think it's in that. Uh, number seven, Underwater Cities. That's number good. six, Ar- Arnak. So here's the thing. He has number six, Arnak. Number five, Clank Legacy. I don't care about those games, but lots of people love them. Number four, Res Arcana. I've never played it. Here it's good. But then he has number three, Dune Imperium, which is the proper placement of... It's much better than Arnak. And I just... I don't get Arnak. You're saying, why would he have both on the list? One would kill the other. That's what, in my opinion, yes. Like, I, I have played both. I would... I would have Dune all day. I don't need Arnak. Well, he has Feast for Odin number two, but Terraforming Mars is his number one. And I find it interesting that he would like Terraforming Mars, but also have Underwater Cities on his list. That's true, too. And it should be the other way around. Underwater Cities should be higher than Mars. Terraforming Mars came on the Epic Game Store for free. And so, of course, since it was free and I'm cheap, I got it. And I've been playing Terraforming Mars solo uh, on my PC, and I must say that my thoughts of it have not changed. It 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 is still quite frustrating. I have one more solo that on it, of course, because I I play it. It's easy to boot up and you know, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, crank out a solo game. But it's still very very finicky in terms of. I I don't think you could win every single game simply because the cards that come out are so random. And they're not staged. And that's always been my problem. And what I've always griped about with Terraforming Mars and why I don't see I don't see why people can't recognize that and then turn around and, and immediately see that Underwater Cities does something very similar and does it much better. And that's why we're leery of this hotness Arc Nova that has the same issue according to some. I'm also very leery of Rolf Hackler. That name sounds made up. Rolf Hackler. Rolf is a good name, though. That's like Viking sounding. He, he This Rolf Hackler plays board games at midnight because he spends his days as a private detective. Like smoking Marlboros and beating up people for leads. I just that that name just implies it. Rolf Hackler has a very bushy mustache he's been divorced at least twice there is a 44 magnum revolvers somewhere in his underwear drawer that name just implies it and i'm going to be very disappointed 
if Rolf Hackler sends us an email back and is like, no, I'm I'm 22 and I work at Chick-fil-A. Or I'm an accountant. At, I'm uh, an accountant. It's like, no, Rolf. Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. You, no, Rolf, you, your, your name implies that you must be interesting. Your top 10 is suspect. I do appreciate that Rolf did not include anything in his email, but just numbers and names of games. And his content line was just top 10. I'm not calling it a subject line anymore. I'm not calling it a subject line anymore. I'm calling it a content line. I like that better. It's straight to the point type of person. He shoots straight. He's a straight shooter. Rolf Hackler is the type of person that makes me, yeah, he, he is, I, I think Rolf and I would get along. Even though his games I think are- he wakes up every morning. I think he wakes up every morning, drinks a cup of coffee with a cigarette, and then for lunch, eats a sandwich on the go as he's going through his case files. He doesn't eat turkey bacon. No. No. He ain't worried about that. And he's lucky if he gets dinner. His dinner is ramen noodles and and wild turkey. Yeah. Now, why would he? Okay. So, why is he? Oh, wild turkey. I was about to say, why would he eat turkey bacon? But he's going to eat wild turkey. You're talking about whiskey. That's right. As he takes a Vicodin. And complains to his neighbor about his sciatica. And he's saying, I'm getting too old for this. Yes. We have talked a lot about Rolf. <laughs> We've made a lot of assumptions I, about I Rolf. I assume that Rolf, yes, I want to know more about Rolf. Rolf, if you have a Tinder profile or something that you could, he, no, Rolf doesn't have a Tinder profile. If he's got something he could send to us so that we know more about Rolf. Is he not in our Facebook group? I don't know. I don't be. think so. I think he is. I'm going to... Uh, we'll have to check it I'm out. I'm going to stalk him. I'll get on one of these sites that you can... You can uh, that, like you look people up, see if they've got parking tickets. My name's Rolf Heckler. Next email, please. Uh, Jesse Jones. Not Jesse James. Jesse Jones. Now, this is Jesse. He spells it J-H. Jesse. I like that. It does make you think. Oh, no, how dare you? I, you were just complaining about names with letters in them that are unnecessary. I was, but this J.H. Jesse, is that how you say it? I really like that. Jesse. Jesse. Here you go. It's, Turn, here you go. I'm, I'm, Tw- I'm tur- switching, I'm switching sides. sides. I did not realize that the J.H. was a thing. I, if this is really how he spells his name, if this is really how the name is spelled, I really like this. Just like Jesse James. He says, you solicited a top 10 board game list, so here it is. Number 10, Innovation. Number 9, Zulkin, yet again. Again. Number 8, The Red Cathedral. That's a good one. That's a good one. Number 7, another good one. C-O-T-B-S, City of the Big Shoulders. Uh, By Raymond Chandler III. I had the privilege of meeting Mr. Raymond Chandler III at at, at a previous BGG. He is a very friendly individual. He had made his first game, which was like a very light card game, before he made City of the Big Shoulders, and then right out of the box, decided to make basically an 18xx-style heavy economy game and did an excellent job and a great implementation on BGA, Board Game Arena. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Number six, High Society. Love High Society. Number five, a game I've never heard of in my life, Tokyo Metro. Yeah, I've been wanting to play this, actually. It's one of those similar to a, if this is the one that I recall, it's very similar to Mini Metro, which is a PC game where you're connecting cities and everything. But yeah, it's it's one that I'm familiar with a little bit. Number four, 
Oath. We played Oath. We played, I don't know, we never did really podcast about it. We really didn't get into Oath. It, it, it is an interesting style of game, but boy, it's finicky, and I think it only applies, only only certain groups of people are going to like it, but the people who like Cole Worley really like Oath. So if you're a Cole Worley fan, like PAX Premier and well, I like PAX Premier, but I re- we were playing this game, and I was just like, I, I don't know. It just didn't click for me. It, it really, it, it's PAX Premier in terms of like having a legacy style campaign where you're going to have the same players play the same game over and over and over. And so that's really not us. And I think that's what held it back. But I, I, I mean, I'm I, everybody who praises Oath, I don't, I really don't have any comment about it simply because of the fact that I, I feel like it's a game that even though I don't like it, I'm humble enough to admit that I know that it's still a good game and other people will like it. Go ahead. <laughs> you, you are the epitome of humility. I appreciate that. Number three, Concordia. and uh, You know, he has, uh, he may be, Jehesse may be the one that told us we need to start saying the year of games. Somebody has told us that. I, I, I That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. But he has put them along here. Concordia is 2013 by Matt Gertz. Yeah. Number two, The Estates, 2018. I really mm. didn't like The Estates. We did not like The Estates. I, I wish... played it with you. I played it with Mike and Crystal, and I felt the same about it both times. I just, it, it's not a, was it a bidding? It's a bidding game. A negotiation? I forget. I, I know our first game of it like really went off the rails because the money is fixed and you kind of know how much money everybody has. And there's this, yeah, it, it, there's there's some really finicky aspects of it. It's very Reiner Knizia-esque in that way. But to me, the little twist that it has is not that great. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't care for it, the estates. No, it's 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 subpar in my opinion, but that's just me. Age of Steam number one, two thousand two. Martin Wallace. Martin Wallace. Now, I, I the Age of Steam is another one I'd like to play again. I remember playing it and thinking I would like this if I got to play it more. But yeah, Age of Steam is on a lot of people's list. Jesse, this is a decent list. I, don't I like, like the little water towers in Age of Steam. No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, Railways of the World. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Railways I've of the World. I've never played Age of Steam then. No, no, you haven't. Railways of the World is Dan Hughes' favorite game previously. I don't know if it still is. It's probably Core Quest by now. Which, sadly, I have not. I'm the only one that has played Core Quest with my children. Everybody knows Dan Hughes. Everybody knows that Dan Hughes made a game because he won't shut up about it. But I would like to thanks, you know, at least say that despite being someone who inspired him to make that game, I am my name is nowhere on the box or anywhere, even in tribute. But either way, it mm-hmm. is an excellent family game. I, I am could have I'm, been in the the back of the pamphlet, like you know, a thanks to yeah, thanks Jerry, Jerry Baker for inspiring me. But that's okay. Uh, we've we've never had a chance to do a review on it, but I'll just come out and say it is a wonderful game. It, it is simple and oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I really yeah, kids. You have played it with your children, and they have thoroughly enjoyed it. There's a, the aspect of the game that you told me that you thought was very clever 
was the thing about where like so that the kids don't get too disappointed when they basically like fail. Yes, yeah, they so, fell out. So so the game is so simple when you're just dungeon crawling, moving around, and and the enemies are attacking you, and they just come towards the closest player and roll dice. And so when you're playing any game with kids, when you know they're rolling dice, obviously they're going to miss. And so there's this nice little mechanic that he has where when you roll the dice and the kids miss, they don't do any damage. Now the character becomes determined. So they flip their character card over and now next time they attack, they roll an extra dice, which pretty much guarantees that they are going to do something the next time. And instantly, when I heard him describe this mechanism, I thought, that sounds kind of cheesy. Like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't know. Well, how's that work? First time we played the game, my son Jack, who gets very frustrated at board games or anytime he loses or anytime he, he doesn't feel like he's doing well, rolls the dice, completely misses, and then I'm like, Oh, don't don't feel discouraged. Like now now next time your your guy is determined. And then the very next turn he rolls the dice and kills somebody, some little goblin or whatever it was that was attacking us off. And I'm like, This is genius. Like, this is a game that was obviously designed by a parent who has played plenty of games with their kids and knew this is something that frustrates kids. What can I do? Plus, the the ability to make your own characters online, the little stories that you can download from the app and have Dan Hughes actually reading the little um, preamble before each game. It's all very, yeah, it's well done. I need, we need to ask Dan because, you know, they, he, you know, they played tests and got notes. Was that his idea for that little mechanism? That, or that, did that someone was his tell idea. That? that was his idea, I believe. I heard it on a podcast where he was oh, talking about wow. it. And, and I was when I that's where I first because when he was talking about Core Quest, you know, it was it's a dungeon crawl crawler for basically families. And he was just talking about trying to make it, you know, accessible enough that even little kids can play it, but yet still, you know, still a game. And I think he did I think he really he he knocked it out of the park. It it is quite frankly, if it was picked up by a big name publisher, this would be like a if this was a Haba game or Elo game, this would be like I, I could see Core Quest being like in Target or Walmart and being one of those games that like every kid has played growing up. Like it's that level it's that good. And I, I'm I have drank a lot of gin. And normally I don't give out, I would not compliment, I would, I would not give out compliments to Dan Hughes of this level. And he's not, he doesn't listen to the podcast. So yeah. if he knows we're talking about him, he'll listen. Well, don't nobody tell him because I don't want to ever have to hear it from him where I've said anything nice about something that he's ever done. He's got a medal for being a nurse. I mean, come oh on! My God. I didn't even know they had nurses in England. How or, presumptuous! I know. I got a. T- I, I fought COVID, and they gave me a T-shirt. I don't need a medal. I know that I'm awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> Does What's it next? say I fought COVID and all I got was this lousy T-shirt? It actually, yeah. It does actually say this, just that. You nailed it. No, it doesn't. It. Uh, no, yes, it, doesn't. it does. I'll wear it so you'll see it. Uh, I remember Ben Maddox uh, giving me a fit over the one I wore when we did the podcast with him. <laughs> Healthcare hero. Yeah, it just says it's across the front. It's like, well, it gives me discounts. Of course I'm going to wear it. I get 10% off at Whataburger. All right. Well, we're uh, getting along on this podcast. 
we are coming up on BG Spring. It will be this week of this that this is published. We have several people from uh, several listeners that we are to meet up with, and I hope that we're able to do so. And I hope we have a good time, and I hope they're not horribly, horribly disappointed upon meeting us. That's what I'm always afraid of. Yeah. I won't talk to you. I'll be scared. I won't talk. I'll be just like just like when I was a child, and I would hide behind my mother. You'll see me lurking behind Jerry, peeking over his shoulder. Jerry, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pull my weight on that one. It's gonna be hard because I'm five nine and like 160 pounds. Gobby's six two. And God knows what his weight is now, so he can't really hide behind me. But a warning to all whom we may meet, because this game, this this episode will come out right before BGG. I have not had a vacation in a very long time. It has been a very stressful time in my life the past several years, I guess. Not just yeah. the pandemic, but the past few weeks. So at BGG, I tend to let loose just a tad so it may be that you see me ambling about i don't know 7 30 in the morning on my way to the bgg library and you might think hey there's jerry so just bear in mind that you may have an experience because i'm there to relax so I will be very relaxed. Drew Horsley. Drew he's, Horsley. He's Horse, Horsley. Horsley. I wonder if he has like a really, like his, he's really hoarse in his voice. That's hey, a, hey, I'm Drew. He says he's going to be there. So we look forward to him. We got Eric and Lindsay. We got a bunch of people that are going to be there. And so. We have several. It'll be nice, hopefully. Oh, Eric Batan, who I thought you made up. I am so happy that he wrote in i said I his really name thought you made him i up. said his name so many times it's like i summoned him or maybe eric betton i don't know i figured i would write i to, need an emphasis markings on these names uh he just wrote in to let to let y'all know that i was right just fyi i figured oh i would write in to let gobby know that listeners do love shout outs or at least this listener does yeah, the six people that heard their names were very excited. Mm, they were. No one. You know what was interesting is no one wrote in to say, I sure was glad to hear a random person's name. No, but there were people that were sad that their name wasn't heard. And so thus next I year, know. they'll Look, do I'm better. Being hip, I'm being hypocritical. You I are used being to listen hypocritical. To this po- I used to. I used to. I used to- <laughs> When I say I'm being it, you don't need to then reinforce it and say you are. Well, I'm just making I sure just you admitted know. it. Oh, okay. I just admitted it. I okay. know I'm being hypocritical. There was I've a delay. The podcast Skype. in between oh, Skype. Yeah, there was a delay. Darn Skype delays ruining everything. And I, I used to write into a podcast I listened to all the time. It was a nerd show. And every time they read my name, I was giddy. I'd be giddy with excitement. What did you write in about? I mean, it was a nerd show. Uh, movies I loved. Uh, my uh, strong thoughts and opinions about Star Trek. Strange New Worlds, by the way. Excellent show. Look, we really have to wrap this up because it's 50 minutes. And because of the way we're recording, it's going to be hellacious to edit. You don't have to so, edit any of this. This is the pre-BGG episode. I d- <laughs> I do have to edit. Just put it out there. Let the fans know. <laughs> you said you said. 
That's a guy that never has to edit saying that. Just put it out there. Just put it out no. there. Put it you out can there. Can never do that. Well, that'll do it for us. I'll try this <laughs> off for once because I'm a. Uh, I'm uh, really, you know, I could keep going. I got, I'm on a roll, to no, be honest. I know, but I'm, I'm ready to end the show. I need to watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds Episode 3, by the way. All right, that's going to do it. I'm Gobby. This is a really good episode. <laughs> this was <laughs> way better cheering. than what I thought it would be. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. We will be at BGG. If you're there and I see you, I will acknowledge you. Run away. And I will talk to you. And you will like me. <laughs> you don't. You won't have a choice. Especially if Rolf Hackler is there. My if name's Rolf, Rolf. If Rolf is Rolf there, Hackler. I'm probably going to pay whatever it is that's his retainer. And assign him a case and have him solve some sort of mystery for me. The case of which country is Enrique in? Brazil or Belize? Yes. We need to know. Enrique is probably kidnapped by now by Sicarios (laughs) because he's down in Belize. So he's probably being held in some sort of compound. So I'm going to meet with Mr. Rolf Hackler, who I will assume that I will recognize by his very... A subtle paisley tie, his corduroy dinner jacket. He smells of leather and cigarettes. And disdain for human life. (laughs) Like he doesn't care. And his penny loafers don't have pennies in them. I'll pay his retainer. He'll fly down to Colombia or wherever they're holding Enrique and do what is necessary to bring him home. Hashtag free Enrique. I don't he has know. has a particular set of skills. I don't know if Enrique's being held hostage. I would just assume. Because I he, don't think he is. I think he's just seeing family. We're it's going a, a, quite to have. Quite an innocent vacation, actually. Well, let's <laughs> just assume that he is being held hostage. And if he is. Presume. Or, yeah, presume. Well, no, we're Knowing going- Enrique. We know Enrique. So the presumption is he could be taken hostage. So if you join our Patreon, which Bubba hasn't activated yet, oh but if you God, do. Please stop. Please. Bubba will never activate that. The second tier is that we give 50% into a slush fund to pay <laughs> for the ransom no, it's a, it's a, to get Enrique a, back. See, but you've got that mistaken because Enrique fired that up, and it's a Seven Eleven slushy fund for his strawberry slushies that he loves oh so much. So I have requested proof of life, not the Russell Crowe two thousand two movie. I think it's two thousand two, but proof mm, of life is when ago. they send you something from not the captured, his best. the captured person person to indicate he needs to be holding a newspaper, right? So it's like. I'll like talk to the the kidnappers and say, so like, what kind of, how long are the sleeves that he's wearing? They'll be like, <laughs> he's not wearing any sleeves. And that's how I know oh, that they're holding him. passed the him. first test. They passed the first test. And I'll be like, how many kidneys does he have? And then they'll get off the phone. They're like, it's... <laughs> 
Why would it, they get off the phone when you it, ask that question? Well, they have to go confer with Enrique because they got to. Oh, you know, so it's like give they us gotta, a minute. So like, they fire up and do they have an X-ray machine no, or an MRI? They, they sonogram because there's obviously sonogram. Co- yeah. Oh yeah, that makes there's, more sense. There's obviously Colombian sonographers down there, and they're the you know, other. <laughs> And so they're like, this guy's only got one horseshoe kidney. He's got one large kidney in the right. shape of a horseshoe. And I'll be like, look, that is indeed our producer. And <laughs> we, will, we will pay whatever it takes. Whatever our Patreon users can scrap together, we will pay that. And so far, it's probably about 350 So what's your Venmo? And we'll send it to you, and then you just let him go. And then the phone will go dead. And then six months later, Enrique will just show back up at your house and act like nothing happened. And we'll never know the story of how he escaped from Colombian Sicarios and made his way across the border. He'll be unaware he was even kidnapped. Yes, he'll think that he was on a cruise. Not locked (laughs) in a... What they call somewhere. that when you go <laughs> when you go that uh, he was on a you know when you go on a cruise and you go on these little vacations from the cruise they call those something uh, like he decided to go whitewater after excursion he's gonna think that was quite the excursion I was eating my chicky chicky nug nugs next thing I know I'm in a container they're putting a sonic or putting some cold jelly on my belly and the the container was a full of a white powder. He doesn't know that was to find his kidneys. I think it he was sugar. The powder, yeah, he thinks the powder was sugar. Now he's addicted, can't get off the stuff, and has then, to go to rehab. Just before they started cutting off body parts, in comes through the door, Rolf Hackler, guns blazing, <laughs> and rescued our dear Enrique. And we were able to keep that Patreon money and get us a new <laughs> mixer and a laptop. Oh, I've already got that. Or it will reimburse me reimburse for my him for the mixer. And we were we do need a new laptop. And we though. were able to continue this podcast mainly because we were and probably the GoFundMe that I started and didn't tell you about. We could take that money and use that to help uh, me. Buy something, because that's probably what, <laughs> what I would do. I think I would do that. I would be on the news where it's like, the, you know, Oklahoma uh, man who made a fundraiser to help uh, Rance get, you know, retrieve on his. On my end, I hope it's better internet, because you've been cutting out tremendously. But thankfully, you're recording on your end, and the audience will never know except for me saying this right Why now. Why do you have to be so meta? Why don't you I talk don't about know. that? I Your meta is I awful. <laughs> you are you are the metaverse. You, don't tell you me are I'm the metaverse. Awful? You are the metaverse. I am the metaverse. People are just going. All right, look, we were supposed to have you. ended this fifteen minutes ago. Well, it's because Let's Rolf stop. Hackler. Thank Rolf Hackler. Rolf, the name's Rolf Hackler. If you've got to have like a gritty Australian, like I'm pulling this knife out and stabbing an alligator in the throat, and then I will skin him and make him into boots on the spot type of personality. Rolf Hackler. Rolf Hackler's Burt Macklin's partner, ex partner. 
Remember Bert? I don't know Man. Bert Macklin. He was the Andy Dwyer off Parks and Ricks. He oh, was the FBI guy. Okay. Well, you really are deep into Parks and Rec. I am okay. deep into Parks and Rec right now. All right. Well, you keep sipping on your gin while I close the show.